the best of the week on Relevant Radio. 200 years ago in the beautiful city of Milan, Luigi and Richelle Mezzichelli rejoiced at the birth of their youngest son, Samuel. Little could they have imagined where God's providence would lead him. Across the Atlantic to the dense forests and prairies of the old Northwest Territory. When, at age 17, Mazzucchelli entered the Dominican order, his family could hardly understand his desire to join a Catholic religious order that, like so many others in Europe, seemed destined to dissolve. The young man traveled to Rome to study for the priesthood. There he heard the call of the American missions. I really believe um, in the communion of saints, and I really believe that there are blesseds and, uh, and venerables, servant of gods, who uh, can intercede for us very, very powerfully. Men and women who've gone before us, who have lived lives of heroic virtue, and uh, who are waiting for you and I to, to say, hey, for you and me to say, I need your help. Can you help? And I guarantee you, you'll, you'll see it. I was introduced to Father Samuel Mazzucchelli, and today's actually the anniversary of his death. He was called home uh, by a, a woman named uh, Linda Shaneman. And she uh, she took a trip with me one day in Green Bay, Wisconsin. This is really an anointed place. And I, I really believe God's going to work powerfully from this area. Relevant Radio has had its roots here and is continuing to grow. But before that, before that ever took place, uh, the missionaries took foot uh, to this land. And they brought God. And they brought the message of God to this area. And uh, today's the anniversary of a priest who evangelized this part of the world. He lived in the upper Midwest during the 19th century, and he evangelized anybody he came across. His name was Father Samuel Mazzucchelli, and he came here like 1828. He spent most of his life in Illinois and then Iowa and Michigan and Wisconsin. He traveled on foot and horseback and snowshoe and canoe and anything he could get to get from one place to another, and he preached the gospel. He was an anointed preacher. To anyone who would listen, he ministered the sacraments, he established parishes, he built churches, he visited the sick and the dying. He, he spent his life in dedication to God. And he was a model priest. He, he really was. And he had incredible gifts, too, mystical gifts, special love for the Virgin Mary. He did harsh penances, even had a vision of her. St. John Paul II, of course, he was declared venerable by him. And the delight to have my friend Linda join me today. She actually took me to the grave of Father Mazzucchelli and took me to the Cincinnati Sisters where I was able to hold what they call a penance chain. It's something that he wore to do penance. These great saints all understood suffering. They all understood the, the power that comes when we unite our prayer with suffering. Samuel Mazzucchelli is buried, um, I believe it's in the Diocese of Madison, and that's where his cause for sainthood is opened. And uh, Linda joins me today. Linda, thank you for, for your time, and thank you for introducing me to this remarkable, I believe, future saint. But we'll see. We'll see what God has in store. A remarkable intercessor, for sure. Well, thank you for having me on, Drew. This is exciting to talk about Father Mezzichelli, and especially on his anniversary of his entry into eternal life. Yeah, so I, this is perfect. I grew up about an hour away from Cincinnati, which is the Dominican community founded by Father Samuel. And we had a family friend who was working on building the new chapel that they were 
um, building in the 1960s, and so we would go over there to visit. And and uh, so that's one of my first introduction to Father Samuel. And over the years, I've just gotten to know more and more about him, and learn. And the more I learn about him, the more I love him, and and am amazed at this missionary priest and what he did and what he accomplished back, you know, 150 some years ago without all the conveniences we have today. You know, his his first assignment was um, what is now Wisconsin and Michigan. And he was once the only priest west of Lake Michigan. So That's amazing. So, you know, he, how, did he, how did he evangelize the territory here? I think America's an anointed nation. Why did he end up coming here? And, and, and tell us a little bit more about who he was. Okay, so Father Samuel, um, Italian like you, he was born in Milan, Italy, in 1806. And at age 17, he answered God's call to join the Order of St. Dominic. So he was a Dominican, a preacher. And then at age 22, he answered God's call. He left home and all to come to the United States to be a missionary. And that was in a time when our country was only 52 years old then. Uh, he didn't know any English, but he eventually learned that language plus, plus French because he ministered to the French Canadians. Um, the Indian population, he was very, very um, understanding and supportive of the Indians. And he also learned German. And actually the first book printed in Wisconsin was an Indian prayer book um, printed by Father Mazzucchelli. Wow, that's fascinating. Yeah. I, I had no yeah. idea. So um, he also built churches, right? And, and he was a great architect. I mean, he had a lot of gifts, this guy. He, he did. He definitely had a lot of gifts from God. So he built 20 churches and started 40 parishes in Wisconsin, Illinois, and Iowa. Fill me in on, on the mystical side of this priest. And we know he was a great missionary, great evangelist, great architect, great teacher. What was his spiritual life like? Well, his mother died when he was only, I think, six years old. And I think he formed a very special relationship with our Blessed Mother, and actually mainly under her title of Our Lady of Sorrows, which makes sense wow. since he lost his mother at such a young age. And, uh, yeah, he did have um, a vision of, well, he thinks he was visited by St. Joseph. He said one day he had a, a mysterious visitor just kind of suddenly appeared at, at the rectory and came in, and Father Kelly was telling him about some problem he was facing, and this man gave him a solution that he'd never even considered, and it was the perfect answer, and the man left, and then Father looked to watch him leave, you know, down the street, yeah. and he disappeared. Oh, my God. So he always felt, he always felt it was St. Joseph. Yeah, oh, I know. So, cool. so that's typical St. Joseph, what yeah, a, yeah. a very powerful saint, but he does his work very quietly. Yeah. That's so true. So he not only had that vision, but did he encounter Our Lady too? Yes, he did, um, twice that we know of. So the first time was about um, six months before he died, and he was preparing for the consecration of one of the churches, one of the many churches he built, um, and he was laying awake in his tiny bedroom, and the door door opened into uh, a sitting room that they called the Blue Room, mm -hmm. and our Blessed Mother appeared to him in the Blue Room, clad in a white robe, the blue mantle, enveloped in a blue cloud. And one of the nuns, apparently, uh, one of the Dominican nuns was there and said, he looked as if light were flashing out of his eyes. He spoke of the Blessed Mother as if he was seeing her. And he said, um, I was always a great admirer of beauty, but I never saw anything to compare with her beauty. She called me her child and told me to desist from an undertaking which I had in mind. 
what happened after that with him? He was just emboldened in his mission. I mean, his you know, I'm assuming his holiness in his life must have been pretty well known. Was this a very private apparition, or was that known? It was a private one, but it was witnessed by um, some nuns. So mm-hmm. I think um, um, if it hadn't been for them, we might not have known That's about awesome. it. But yes, I think definitely our Blessed Mother was a great um, influence on him. That's great. So what about the other one? So he died, you know, 157 years ago today. The night uh, he had gone out, um, like a few weeks before and on a winter, cold winter Wisconsin night to minister to one of um, his sick parishioners and he developed double pneumonia. So a couple of days before he died, he was asleep and he woke up and he tried to raise himself to his feet and he exclaimed, Oh, good mother. And they said he had tears rolling down his cheeks. He appeared to be wrapped in profound meditation. And then he burst forth into tears of joy and then they, the nuns apparently were there ministering to him, and they said, um, you know, ask what was the matter, and he said, oh, nothing but happy thoughts. God grant that I may have them in my last moments. Wow. I want to talk about a, a, a spiritual component that all of us are called to. Take a look at all the great saints, uh, Padre Pio in particular, they all embraced suffering. They understood the value and the power of it, and even when they weren't personally suffering from any personal affliction, they did harsh penances. Father Mazzucchelli had what they called a penance chain. Would you explain what a penance chain is and, and ultimately what kind of penances he did? Sure. So the penance chain that Father Mazzucchelli wore, which no one even knew he had until after he died and they were preparing the body for burial. So he did it as obviously a private devotion. And he must have been wearing it for a number of years because as he um, grew and, and gained a little weight, it became embedded into his skin, so they said it was actually blood-stained. So it's an iron chain that he had wrapped around his waist, and obviously he wore it, you know, day and night. So even the Fatima seers, the Blessed Mother told them to take their their ropes, their cords off at night, but he wore his day and night. So that that penance chain is now on exhibit at Cincinnati, so people can go and venerate that, and there's been a number of healings associated with people using that yeah. relic and so, praying with it. So expand on that. What, what kind of healings are you talking about? Well, one healing in particular um, was Robert Uselman had lung cancer, and his family went there in 2001 to pray for his intercession to cure him of cancer. And uh, while he was there with his family and the sisters, they used the Father Mazzucchelli's penance chain. Oh. And later on, um, Robert Usman discovered that a cancerous tumor had disappeared from his lung. Wow. And um, they opened, Bishop Marlino was our bishop at the time, they opened a diocesan tribunal, and um, they concluded the investigations and sent the results to Rome. And they go through a very, very, very... Um, serious scrutiny to determine because it has to be miracles according to the Catholic Church have to be instantaneous they have to be permanent and they have to be no explainable medical cause so it's very difficult to get a miracle certified so um, we sent the results over unfortunately there there has been no definitive ruling on this this cure, the, right. the family obviously believes that they received a, a mir- miraculous cure. Yep. So one thing people can pray for is this miracle would be accepted. And Father, if it is accepted, so Father right now, Father Kelly is venerable. So there's four steps to sainthood. First step is 
servant of God. And then next step is venerable, which is where Father Nessa Kelly is. And that's where you pray to God for Father Nessa Kelly's intercession for a miracle. And if that is approved, then he would be elevated to, he would be beatified and be called blessed. And then you go through the same process one more time, another miracle, and then he would be canonized and become a saint. Wow, so beautiful. Let's do this. I want to take a couple phone calls for you. And again, we're talking about Father Samuel Mazzucchelli, and uh, today God calls him home. Uh, how many years ago was it now that he died? 157 years ago in 1864. Wow. This was an anointed place, wasn't it? I, I think about the United States in the late 1800s, 1859, the Mother of God appeared. I mean, there's so much that's un, un, unfolded. 1892, 33 years the date of that apparition, Leo Thirteenth gave a the statue of St. Joseph, the National Shrine. It's now the National Shrine of uh, St. Joseph uh, to this country. You have Maza Kelly at that time. A lot of these contemporaries crossed paths, I'm sure. So, uh, you know, we have a couple minutes. Let me ask you about that. Are there more miracles being reported? I know we have this miraculous lung cancer, uh, you know, the healing. But um, are, are there others that are in queue right now? Are you aware of others? And, and what can people there do, are... Linda, too? What, what can they do, those who are sick? Can you visit? Should we just pray? What would you suggest? Okay. Well, there are a number of other um, reported miraculous cures. I'm not sure if I'm at liberty to share what yeah, they okay. are, but um, but I'm, I'm not. People are praying for his intercession, and of course, the miracles ultimately come through God, as we know. Right and now. but we're praying for intercession, and God gives the saints for imitation and intercession. And so, you definitely can be praying to. Um, for the intercession of Vanessa Kelly for physical and also spiritual favors. And I just wanted to mention that, you know, a lot of times we think about physical healings, but, yeah. you know, one of the, the, the biggest hardships our parents and grandparents have right now is their children have left the faith. And so Father Vanessa Kelly, what a great evangelizer. I would really encourage people to pray for his intercession, for his evangelization for the family to return to the faith. It's such a great prayer. I remember praying with you. I held that chain probably for half an hour. That penance you chain. Did. I think you have the record for holding it longer than anybody else, Drew. And then I held the box <laughs> afterwards. It was it. We walked all over the place. I probably had that for a couple of hours. You but did. You did. I, I just felt you know, I felt his presence, and I, I was praying for somebody in particular, and to your point of not physically healing, I was praying for somebody who was struggling emotionally uh, when we were there. Um, you know, they had anxiety and other issues, and and I really think Father interceded. You know, to this very day, I, I pray to him for certain needs. I mean, there's certain saints I turn to for certain things. And, of course, I think we're going to see him in much, you know, greater prominence in the days ahead. And I look forward to that beatification. Thank you uh, for, for introducing me to this powerful um, intercessor. And I will remember you along with my personal intentions, okay? And you got to come into the studio and where we can pray together. And I'll come back down and we'll pray by the grave again and we'll connect. It'll be fun, okay? I'm looking forward to that, Drew. All right. God bless you, Linda. Have a great one, okay? God bless you too, Drew. Hey, you can join me and listen on the relevant radio app to the Drew Mariani Show live each weekday at 2 to 5 Central. Thanks for listening.